Welcome to Scanner School. We teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Today we are taking our first look at the brand new Uniden SR30C handheld scanner. All notes from today's podcast can be found on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 110. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. All right, welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. If this is your first time here, let me say welcome. Please take that podcast player out of your pocket right now and click subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast where we're actually going to answer your questions. But in the meantime, this week we're looking at the Uniden SR30C. It's a new scanner by Uniden, and the radio just came out within the last couple of months. So it came out second half of 2019, and while I seemed less than impressed with the specs when they first came out, let's find out after this podcast if I still feel the same way after using the scanner for a little bit. So let's take a look at the scanner real quick. It is the SR30C, which basically looks like the update of the BC75XLT. Now, what is an SR30C? What does it stand for? Great question. I have no idea. Does it stand for Scanner Radio 30 Conventional? Scanner Radio 30 Compact? Um, I, scanner Radio 30... Uh, enter a couple of letters here that reminds you of uh, Snap? <laughs> I don't know. It's... um. It's a very interesting radio to to say the least. So let's let's really read, you know, through this radio and take a look at it and just see what this little guy does. So it features 500 channels, which is nice. Okay? It's got 10 channel storage banks, which basically means in simpler terms, there's 10 banks in the scanner for you to use. It uses or has the close call RF capture technology, which is what Uniden has as their um the way of finding out a close frequency so you can put the radio into close call mode and what that will do is if you're in really a close range of the transmitting uh, frequency the scanner should lock onto it now again we're gonna have some limitations on this one and we'll get those limitations in just one bit but I was testing the close call and it seems to work fairly well I mean, from a second to five seconds when using it from across the room and again I was just using some FRS radios just to test it out it does work all right. You can program the scanner using the included USB cable. Uniden does have free software that you can use. Now, again, I've never been a fan of Uniden's free software. To me, um, I just I used it years and years and years ago, and I have never been back to test it out again. So this is a good opportunity for me to actually take a look at their software again to see how it works because I'm waiting for Butel to actually update their software that works on the BC125 and 126. And that's going to also include the SR30C. So in the meantime, I've been programmed by hand, which is very easy to do on this radio, but I'm looking forward to Butel's update to their software. And again, too, you can purchase Butel software. I am an affiliate for them. If you do buy Butel software using our links, we will make a small commission on the sale. I want to thank everybody who's been doing that so far. I do get emails from uh, the affiliate program, and it's great to see you guys taking advantage of that. So again, scannerschool.com slash Butel before you make your Butel purchase, and that will definitely help us here at Scanner School. 
The nice thing too about this scanner is that it does have the temporary lockout. Now again, it used to be when you'd lock out a frequency, it was permanently in lockout. With the new DMA type of scanners, scanners this kind of um, became the norm where you'd press the lockout button once and the radio would actually throw it in temp lockout. When you turn the radio off and on again, it would remove the lockout and the scanner would then have it back in the scan bank. If you press the lockout button twice, it's a permanent lockout. So it's really nice that you can have this in a entry level scanner, which is something that's really cool to be in there. You have service banks such as air, marine, amateur radio, uh, public safety, GMRS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's kind of commonplace on most scanners these days. You have priority scan with do not disturb, which basically means that you can do a scan list of just the priority channels. Uh, if it's on a conventional channel, if it's listening to something, what would happen is it will not check the priority channel. This way you don't get that constant picket fencing, okay? Uh, scan, search, delay, and resume, which is nice. Again, if you're listening to something and the carrier drops, do you want the scanner to automatically scan right away or wait a second or two? Now, again, it's a two-second delay, I believe, in the scanner, so that's nice to have. You have quick search, you have turbo search, you have search lockouts, you've got a dis uh, dimmable display backlight. Again, that is basically commonplace on these scanners these days. Um, You've got, again, with the close call, you've got close call to not disturb, which basically means that it will not look for a close call frequency while you're listening to something else. Again, sometimes that's a great feature to have. Other times, it could cause you to miss something. So it all depends on what it is that you're uh, you're doing with the close call. I like the fact that it does use BNC and not SMAs. Personally, to me, I like the BNCs. I think they're more rugged, um, a little bit more you know, abuse can be had on those connectors, I believe. So I do like the fact that it uses BNC. So again, you've got memory backup, which is standard. You've got triple conversion circuitry. So again, that's a standard feature there. Um, you've got three power options. The power options in this are alkaline batteries, NICAP batteries, or using external power. Now you can't charge it and use it at the same time. You also don't have any way of plugging this thing into a wall out of the box. It doesn't come with a brick that allows you to plug it into the wall with a USB port on the back side of it. Right? It comes with a USB cable, but not the actual piece that you'd plug into a wall. So again, if you're looking for one of those, we'll put a link to one in the session notes, scannerschool.com slash 110. Additionally, the other source subject here is that while it will work with NICAD batteries, the scanner doesn't come with any batteries. This is a portable scanner. Where are the batteries in the box. There aren't any. Batteries are not included. I prefer using Tenergy or Eneloop batteries for my NICAD batteries. Again, I'll put a link to those in the session notes, scannerschool.com slash 110. So yeah, I was really upset about not having the batteries in the box. But on the flip side, I always believe that the batteries that came with the scanners were just meant to be dumped in the garbage anyway. They never really lasted long. Uh, they always seem to die prematurely. So I was never really a fan of them to begin with. So I always swapped out to Tenergy's uh, in my scanners, and I keep Tenergy's here on hand, mainly because I sell them with the Unication pagers. But uh, I like their product. They work well. Again, I'll put a link to it in the session notes. Again, scannerschool.com slash session 110. What else we have here? Custom searches. Again, that is standard practice on a scanner. Nothing really to write home about when it comes to that. You've got built-in USB charging. Again, yeah, a scanner like this comes with built-in charging. But no batteries. Go figure. Key confirmation tones basically means that it's a feedback, an audible feedback. When you push the buttons on the scanner, it goes beep. 
That's what that means. Uh, key lock, again, great to have. Battery saver, commonplace, and battery low-level alert. That's what comes with the scanner. In the box, besides the scanner, you've got a great manual. The manual works. It's, it's nice to see manuals back with the scanners. For a while, they were kind of like just a piece of paper that said, hey, go online and download the manual. I hated that. Uh, you also get the lanyard. You get the um, antenna. You get the USB cable. And you also get a belt clip, which is already pre-attached to the scanner, which is nice because now you don't have to break out the screwdriver set. So that's what's in the box. That's how things work out of the out of the gate here. So how does this compare to the BC75XLT, which this scanner replaces? Well, there's three main differences here. The look of the scanner is slightly different. Not major. Just enough to make it look different. The whole front of the scanner is now this the darker gray that you'd see on the side of like the 75 XLT, the 125AT, the uh, UBC 126AT, the 330, right? It's no more two-tone. It's a single-tone scanner. So it does look a little flat, like it's a little bit of missing something. The speaker grill is different. It's kind of a Chevron effect now with the, the grill, as opposed to it being a bunch of perforated holes in the front of the scanner. And other than that, you've also got 500 memory channels as opposed to having only 300 in the 75 XLT. What does that also mean? That means now you've got 10 banks of 50 as opposed to 10 banks of 30. So again, is it a big upgrade? No. Very minor upgrade when it comes to the 75 XLT versus the SR30C. Now, with the similarities, though, between those two scanners is neither one of them ships with batteries or a charger. So is that how Uniden is saving money, is making it a little bit cheaper? I don't know. I mean, it should really come with it. But again, that's just a sticking point with me right now. Other than that, though, there's no differences between the two scanners. The SR30C is just an updated model of the BC75XLT that gives you just a little bit more memory. They both cover the exact same frequency spread. They both have close call. They both have the same info displayed on the screen. And after this break, we're going to compare the SR30C to the BC125AT, or as close to the UBC126AT as I can get, being that I'm in the States and the UBC126AT is an Australian model. But I want to at least compare it to that. I got a lot of listeners down in Australia, and I want to make sure that I've got you guys covered. I'll give you my verdict on the SR30C, or if you just go right into the 125 or the 126AT, depending on where you live. We'll be right back after this break. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every scanner radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and 
a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 Phase 1 and Phase 2 in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR Type 1 and Type 2. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker? DSD plus maybe set up a Pioware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works. The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one hour session And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Did you know you can help support Scanner School without it costing you any additional money? There's several ways you could do so. One of them is just by sharing the show. If you post a a podcast session you've enjoyed on your Facebook page, share it on Twitter or retweet our stuff, that's a great way to help promote the podcast. Another way to do so is by going to scannerschool.com slash support and clicking on one of the banners in there that helps support the podcast. One of them is Amazon. If you click on our Amazon link and you make a purchase from our link, it doesn't cost you anything, but we earn a commission on that sale. If you're looking for software, we've got a great resource for you, Butel Software. I've been using Butel for years. Love their software. And I continue to buy their software today. And you can go directly to the website by going to scannerschool.com slash Butel or by scannerschool.com slash support. Now, again, it doesn't cost you anything extra if you're going to go ahead and buy that software and by using our link. Another method we have is by going to ScannerMaster. I love ScannerMaster. Been going to, uh, they've been getting my business for years when it comes to scanner radios and accessories. Now, again, if you use our link on our website and you go make a purchase at ScannerMaster, we make a commission off that sale. But again, it doesn't cost you anything to help support us using that method. Now, for those of you that want to contribute a little bit more directly, we have a couple ways you could do so. You can donate one time by using our PayPal link. But you can also become a Patreon supporter. By becoming a Patreon supporter, it gives you benefits for supporting our our podcasts and channels and everything else. At the $1 a month level, it's a great way of saying thank you. At the $3 a month level, you will get the podcast early. As soon as the podcast is ready to be published, you'll get it in your own private podcast feed. Now, at the $5 a month level, not only do you get the $3 a month benefits, but you also get a Squelchy sticker pack. Now, Squelchy is our little uh, radio 
cartoon character that represents Scanner School. Uh, not only do you get the, the, the stickers, but you also get a special monthly Q&A session that follows the general Q&A session I do on YouTube and Facebook just for you guys, just to help you out. So again, you can help support us on Patreon by going to scannerschool.com support. And I want to thank the following continuing Patreon supporters. Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, M.T. Bono, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Stephen Sheffield, Todd Glendai, and William R. Canned. Now, again, the $5 a month is our best uh, valued tier. And if the Patreon takes their cut, that's like giving us a dollar a week for the benefit of not only getting the podcast early and also getting your own private Patreon supporter live Q&A video session. So again, scannerschool.com slash support. So what does the BC-125 AT or the UBC-126 AT do that the SR-30C cannot? Well, they both now seem to have 500 channels. So that is basically not a talking point anymore. From the 75 XLT to the 125 AT, yeah, 200 channels was a great little addition. Now, psh, the playing field's even. Now, the 125AT, the 126AT, both support PL tones and DL, DPL tones. That is not something you're going to find in the SR30C. You're not going to find that in the entry-level scanner. The BC125AT and the UBC126AT both support alpha tagging. Again, that's something you're not going to see in the SR30C. But for many, the biggest bang for the buck to upgrade to the BC125AT is the additional frequency ranges you get from the SR30C. Now, again, we're going to touch on the 126AT's frequency ranges in a second. I'm a little bit jealous of you guys, to be honest with you. The SR30C does not cover the military air band of 225 to 380 megahertz that the BC125AT covers. So if you are big into that, if you want to take this scanner to an air show, you're better off upgrading. The SR30C is not a good air show scanner for that reason. Now, the SR30C starts its UHF coverage at 406 megahertz, while the BC125AT starts its coverage at 400 megahertz. So as a side note here, I don't know if the SR30C is going to be available outside the United States and Canada. There may be an Australian version coming. Okay, now we know how Uniden is. They roll out the overseas products a little bit later than when the North American versions come out. So the specs here can be different when it comes to you guys in in Europe and New Zealand and in Australia, okay? But for now, let's take a look at what we have here to compare. The UBC-126AT covers a nice spread, 25 to 88 108 to 174, 225 to 550, and 806 to 906. So where does the SR30C cover exactly? Three main blocks here. 25 to 54, 108 to 174, and 406 to 512. That's it. You're not going to be able to monitor anything in the 800 range. You're not going to be monitoring monitor mill air with this. You'll be able to do CB, 
FRS. You'll be able to do low band. You'll be able to do main VHF, VHF military, VHF, um, you know, public safety, amateur radio, and even on UHF, it'll get you into the federal band. I don't know if there's anything going to be listened to it because I think most federal at this point is going to be P25, but you'll get your T band, you'll get your public safety, you'll get your business band, you'll get all of that on this scanner. Okay, so if that's what you're looking for, if that's all you need, great, great radio. It's a nice little backup radio too if you just want something to keep around just to monitor a couple of different things, okay? So what is my take on the SR30C? It's easy to program from the keypad. Dead simple. It is a throwback to the good days of the BC200XLT, the 100XLT. You just hit manual, you program it, you hit enter, and you go on the next channel. Manual, boom, and you just keep entering the frequencies. There's no alpha tagging. There's no PLDPL. There's nothing like that to trip you up. It's just straight and simple frequency, memory, frequency, memory, frequency, memory. So if you're looking for an easy-to-program scanner, this is a home run. It's not even a home run. It's a grand slam when it comes to that, okay? It will program with the included USB cable. Like I said, Uniden does have programming software for it. I was never a fan of Uniden's programming software. I never really found it to be that great but again I do honestly need to revisit their software I maybe I'll do that as a featured video uh, shortly on my YouTube channel personally I'm waiting for Butel to release an update to their uh, their arc 125 I believe it is that'll also allow you to program the sr30c again scannerschool.com slash butel that's b-u-t-e-l I wish it came with batteries but at the same time eh, you know like I said, the batteries that come with the Uniden scanners, I normally toss anyway. I'll have batteries again in session notes, scannerschool.com slash session 110. I also wish it came with a plug so you could plug it into the wall. Again, we'll put a link in the session notes for you on that. The display, though, is incredibly easy to see. It is a huge LCD readout for the frequency. It's nice, crisp, and clear. Okay, so if you do have... A little bit of a visual issue. This scanner will be very easy for you to read. Or should be easy for you to read. It's about $30 cheaper right now than the BC125AT. So if you do want a scanner with a little bit more oomph to it. That does PLDPL. Will allow you to do alpha tagging. Will give you that mill air bank. Alright. I would strongly recommend upgrading to the BC125 AT. Now, chances are good for those of you overseas as well, the 126 AT would probably be a better buy for you than this scanner. But again, if you want a scanner with a very easy to read display, large digits, this scanner is for you. If you want a scanner that's easy to program, it doesn't do trunking, does not do digital, no DPL, no PL, this is a good buy. This is your bare bones entry level scanner, and it's a very small upgrade to the BC75 XLT. So, if you have a unit in BC75 XLT, I don't suggest upgrading at this time. I don't think it's worth the money. However, if you have a BC75 XLT and you're just out of memory, okay, great. This will buy you 200 more channels. So, I teased that I was going to do this podcast. In my Facebook group, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. And a couple of questions did come in. I want to 
take a few minutes here and I want to read through those questions so that I can answer them right now on the podcast. I want to thank everybody who's asked the question about this scanner. And I'm going to do this going forward too. I'm going to tease what I'm working on so that I can get some feedback from you guys from the Scanner School Club. I think this is a great way for us to collaborate together and make these podcasts that much better. So Ian Martin is asking, hey, Phil, what will it cost any differences from the BC-125AT? I think we kind of covered that already, Ian. Um, It's about the $89 sub-$100 range. That's where it is right now, US dollars, sub-$100, okay? Uh, Jonathan Campos is asking, it seems like it's better than my 125 to my knowledge. Uh, I don't believe that one, to be truthful there, Jonathan. Um, I think the 125AT is definitely a better bet for the money. Lee Smith says, looks almost exactly like the BCD325P2. It's the same size. It's the same casing, basically. It's the same um, It's the same form factor. It's the new form factor from Uniden, right, when it comes to these scanners. The differences are the... Um, uh, it's not the two tones, so you don't get that uh, that lighter gray on the front facing part of the scanner. It's all that flat black uh, that's around the scanner. Um, the um, buttons obviously are a slightly different color. I mean, I think they do that intentionally on the 325. The uh, Chevron is, grill is different than it is in a 125 or the 325. Bob Milton is saying, "What's the difference between that and the 125?" And so is Eddie Miro. So. Again, we're all cut off uh, cut up to the on that one. And by the way, Eddie, happy birthday. Joe Baruda is asking, at first glance, the SR30C does not have all the features as the 125AT. The SR30C is missing alpha tags, military aircraft band, NCT, CSS, slash DCS, tone squelch, to name a few. The BC125AT is definitely worth the extra 2030, in my opinion. And my reply to that one was, especially on Facebook, that pretty much sums it up right there. <laughs> All right, Louis, Louis Carolla asks, pardon my ignorance, but other than the air or railroad listening, what is the benefit to even buying something like this these days? Uh, my response to Louis on that one, and again, what we've talked about in the podcast, is that the benefit of this one is the ease of programming, the large display. Okay, It's an entry-level scanner, and that's basically where it ends. John Broom is asking, it's basically a 75 with a new model number with a few more channels. Yep, that's it, John. Kenneth R. Fowler, that's exactly what I like about my 75. Large font. And this scanner gives you exactly that. Nice, large font. Mike, I'm going to butcher your last name. Mike Mistich says, 660? Inside joke. Yes, Mike, 660. Zero. The frequency that I had on the scanner in my picture is 453.4125, which is my local volunteer fire department. That Now, I'm not a member of. It's just the local volunteer fire department that covers my area. And their designation is 660. Bob Middleton, he also writes, can you charge it while it is turned on? Nope. Cannot be done. Why can't that be done? Well, today's computers, they only deliver so many milliamps out of the USB port. That gives it a nice power to power up the scanner or charge the batteries. There's not enough current flow to actually charge it and power it at the same time. Robert Severino says, does it work great for Nassau County frequencies and is it easy to program by hand? 
Robert is a local to me, so I know how to answer this one question. Yes, it will work well for Nassau County fire frequencies as well as Suffolk County fire frequencies, FDNY and NYPD at their current layout. Super easy to program by hand. That's one of the perks of this scanner. So again, these all came from our Facebook page, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. And I have an unboxing video that will be published very shortly on my YouTube channel if it isn't already out there, scannerschool.com slash YouTube. And I'll also be posting a video companion to this review on the YouTube channel as well. So make sure you head over there, scannerschool.com slash YouTube, hit subscribe, and also click on the bell so that you know what's coming next. Now, also don't forget, next week we have our Ask session where I answer your scanner radio-related questions. It's not too late to ask your question, but it won't be answered till the next one. So my advice is to start asking them now because if you ask me using SpeakPipe or leave me a, a, a voicemail on my local number, which is 516-308-2885, I'll put you in a regular free tutoring session. Our tutoring session is where we spend an hour just me and you one-on-one sharing a screen and going through whatever it is that you need help with when it comes to scanner radios or radio in general. If you want to hire me directly and you don't want to wait, I'm available for that too. For a really low and affordable price, you can go to scannerschool.com slash consulting to book me for a one-hour appointment to help you out with your scanners. I love helping people understand more about the scanner radio hobby, which is why I started this podcast. So again, scannerschool.com slash ask. You can download the session notes, again, and the links we talked about at scannerschool.com slash session 110. Scanner School is copyright 2020, Monitor Long Island, Inc. And my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. We'll catch you all again next week. 73, everyone.